Welcome to another edition of the International Sunday School Lesson. Today's lesson is for October the 2nd, 2022, fall quarter lesson number five, and it's entitled The Birth of Moses, and it's taken from Exodus the second chapter, verses one through ten. From Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson. Now, a little background information. Want to give us a reminder of the events that led up to today's lesson. First off, you remember Joseph, who was the favored son of Jacob. His brothers were jealous. They took him and sold him into slavery to the Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites took him down to Egypt. He rose to power in Egypt through a series of events and uh, became the second person in line to rule Egypt. And time went on, and uh, Joseph uh, brought his entire family down there. And the fact that God put him in that place saved the entire line of Jacob. And when uh, he brought them down to Egypt, they were given places of prominence down in Egypt. The Egyptians began to get very jealous of the Israelites. And so they took and put the Israelites into slavery. And because they were in slavery, uh, they were still uh, being, the Egyptians were still being jealous of them. And so they wanted to thin out the male line of the Israelites. So the Pharaoh had given an order to kill all the uh, Jewish boys when they were being born. The two midwives of the time who were serving the Israelite ladies, uh, they uh, resisted that. So Pharaoh gave an order that all the uh, mothers were to take their Jewish sons and throw them into the river. And that's where we're at in today's lesson. Exodus 2, 1 and 2. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. Now, we know from Numbers, the 26th chapter, chapter, 59th verse, that uh, the name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. 
and she bore to Amram Aaron and Moses and Miriam their sister. So we know that's where their what their names were from a different section of the Bible. But let's stop and think about what was going on here. Uh, Moses' mama, uh, she was in this horrible predicament. She gave birth to this son. And like all mothers, she looked at her son. Oh, this is a beautiful boy. Every mother looks at their son like that. they're beautiful, they're gorgeous, uh, and they would not want to hurt their children. And so that's where she was. She looked at, her, at that fine boy, and she said to herself, there's no way in the world I'm going to take and kill this fine boy. So she didn't. Thank God she didn't. Exodus 2 and 3. When she could hide him no longer, she took him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with butamen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank. Now, we know that this was done by faith. The book of Hebrews says, and Hebrews 11 and 23, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and there were, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. So by faith, by faith they resisted the evilness of the time. And they had... Um, taken and hidden Moses. Now, you know that had to have been a very difficult thing to do because you know that, that babies cry. They're, they're loud. And to be able to hide that uh, child was a big deal. And yet they did that. They hid Moses. And it was by faith and it would have meant their life if they had gotten caught. Now, I want us to uh, hear what Brother Dake says about the Hebrew word about this, this ark that Moses was put in. Now, this is what Brother Dake says. The Hebrew word was tabah, in a box, used of Noah's ark 26 times. And it's used twice here. Like Noah's it was made by divine command. And I find that extremely interesting that the uh, basket that Moses was put in to save him from the death is the same Hebrew word in the original language as what was used for Noah's ark. So that was Moses' little ark that was given by divine command, that was done by faith. And also, too, it's miraculous all the little events that happen in this to uh, see Moses through this difficult situation. Exodus 2 and 4. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. So they didn't just throw Moses in the river 
and turn around and walk off. Miriam. Miriam was there to keep an eye on Moses. We know that was Miriam. Uh, Exodus 15 and 20. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. So we know that Miriam uh, grew up and served the Lord, was a prophetess of the Lord. Okay? Now, uh, how old was Miriam? Now, there's a little bit of conjecture about how old she was. Uh, Brother, uh, Brother Gill says, uh, This was Miriam, as the Targum of Jonathan expresses it, who is supposed to be about 10 or 12 years of age. Others say 7. So she was somewhere between 7 years old and tw 12 years old according to a lot of Jewish historians. So she was a young child, and yet she had this very important work. She was critical in the work that was going to be that was being done that day. If if Miriam hadn't been there, if Miriam hadn't been there, then Moses would not have had any connection at all with his Jewish heritage as we will see. Exodus 2, 5 and 6. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. While her young women walked beside the river, she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant women, and she took it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Now, there's a lot in this. First off, it speaks to the character of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, her daddy had issued the command to kill all these Jewish children. And... So she was there at the riverbank. She was bathing herself. She sees this basket. She has the basket retrieved where this baby had been thrown into the river. And she has compassion. Regardless what her dad said, regardless of the law, she has compassion on this Jewish child. Now, there is no telling which one of Pharaoh's daughters this was. Now, Josephus, the Jewish historian Josephus, says it's Thermothus, but we don't know that for a fact. Josephus, who wrote much, 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 much later, he did not know that for a fact. So we really don't know which one of Pharaoh's daughters. And a lot of these, because they had all those concubines and everything, and just because you were a daughter of the Pharaoh did not mean you were super in charge of a lot of stuff. I mean, you had a privileged life. You were a lot better off than just the regular working people. 
but it does not mean that you had all this authority. And it could very well have meant that the daughter of Pharaoh could have suffered severe penalties for violating her father's command. There's no telling the chance she took at this point by having uh, compassion on this Hebrew child. It's also too important to note, you know, and uh, people, you can skim through the story and miss this fact. She knew exactly Moses' heritage. She did not think he was some Egyptian child that just accidentally got thrown into the river. She did not think it was something like that. She knew that was a Jewish child. And she knew she was violating her dad's command when she took that child in and nurtured that child. Okay? Exodus 2, 7 and 8. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go! So the girl went and called the child's mother. Now, catch how much of a miraculous, great thing just happened there. Moses' mama had a command from the Pharaoh to throw Moses into the river. And she did. She made her an ark. And the next thing you know, she is going to get paid to nurture her own child by the daughter of the man who gave the command to throw Moses into that river. Now, you can have some conjecture that possibly Moses' mama kind of architected that whole thing and planned that whole thing. In fact, the pulpit commentary uh, makes that assertion. This is what the pulpit commentary says. No doubt all had been prepared beforehand by the mother who had selected the place and time of the exposure from a knowledge of the habits and character of the princess and set her daughter to watch and, so far as was possible, instructed her what she was to say. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't tend to look at it that way. I think it was God's miraculous just miraculous coincidences that God lined up. Let me tell you a story real quick of something that happened to me. Um, when I had my software company years ago, and then we were struggling, you know. I mean, I had a company, but we were struggling to survive and keep the keep the house, keep a roof over my kids' I, I, keep a roof over my kids' head. And uh, I made a call to one of my tool vendors, and 
to for support. And the lady at that picked the phone up misdirected me inside that corporation. And I ended up talking to the president of this major corporation that <laughs> because they mis they misdirected my phone call. And he was for some reason in a real chatty mood that day and was talking with me. And he said, uh, uh, see, you're using our tool. I'm glad you're using our tool. Would you like to uh, write some magazine articles? And I said, yeah, I would. And he said, well, uh, the people at this big magazine, uh, one of the most respected mag uh, computer magazine uh, companies, uh, has been wanting us to find some people to write some articles for him about how to use our tool because we've been advertising for years on their on their magazine he said let me give you their name and he gave them my name i got to write magazine articles once i wrote magazine a couple of magazine articles for that one i got to write magazine articles for a lot of others and it wasn't because of any special thing i did it's because god knew i needed the needed the money and needed the uh uh i needed that to happen to keep my kids fed and everything and my phone call got misdirected from just some support person to the president of a big major corporation just from a fluke so i have seen god's miraculous things happen to take care of stuff let me tell you something god will see you through and and strange things will happen like that where God will take care of you. He loves you. He loves you. He's on your side. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Okay? Exodus 2 and 9. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. Wow. Wow. She was, Moses' mama was getting paid by the daughter of the person that said, throw that Jewish boy in the river and let him drown. <laughs> and then God worked it out where she was getting paid to take care of her own child for a number of uh, a period of time. And she got to make that connection with her child. And she got to uh, let him feel a mother's love. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? Stop and think about how miraculous this was that this happened. Okay? Exodus 2 and 10. And when the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses because she said, I drew him out of the water. Now, Brother Stephen, when he was preaching, this is what he said, Acts 7, 21 and 22. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up 
as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. Now this is how God worked this out. See, the Egyptians were the most highly educated people of the time. Their school system was the best in the world. And being the adopted grandson of the Pharaoh would have left Moses in a very privileged position to where he was getting the best education possible. And God prepared Moses for all the work he was going to do. So Moses was a highly, highly educated person who was very knowledgeable in letters. He was very knowledgeable in how laws worked. He was very knowledgeable how administration worked. Moses was completely well-trained for the thing God called him to do because God knew all those years later he was going to be leading the children of Israel. He was going to be setting up their administration that would last all the way up till the time of the kings. And, um, and God was preparing him for that. He got the best education possible. And he got to feel a mother's love. And he didn't die in the river. God worked this phenomenal miracle of just all these different little of events and coincidences that seemingly uh, happened at random, uh, but they were not at random. All things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Now, in conclusion, I know we're all going through, we all go through hard times. I mean, there's challenging situations. You know, there are challenging situations me and Lindy are going through right now. And challenging situations that we see our country going through right now. But God is in control. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Now that does not mean that we passively sit by and just let the world walk all over us. Look at Moses' mama. She didn't just take that boy and throw him in the river and watch him float off heads that head down into that river. No, she made a basket. She made sure that basket was waterproof. She sent her daughter, Miriam, you go see what happens. Keep an eye on things. She did all of that. And then just let God work it out. Having done all you can do, then stand. Because let me tell you something. It's like the old song says, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want.
My grandsons, that was our favorite song. I do not know the time after time that I would walk the floors of my grandsons in my arms and teach them that song. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want, what you need. Tell him, because he's listening. And after you tell him, get up and do something. Okay. Well, friends, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend.